host, Luke Pork Osika. I appreciate you joining me. Today, I am talking on what I think is a very obvious subject in the business world and certainly in sports. Um, and honestly, my favorite way to identify with the 95 and the 5%, funny by the way, because the pop station in my upbringing was 95.5 WIFC. Um, but whatever, that's just in my brain. Uh, you obviously don't care about that. So anyway, with the way I like to identify with 95 and five is something that Billy Graham said years ago, which is that he believed that 95% of the American church doesn't get it. Um, to be totally honest, I am paraphrasing. I'm pretty sure that that was the context and to be maybe even more frank. I don't know where that's coming from. For me, I like it quite a bit. Um, I guess it's sad in many ways, but for me, um, you know, I'm kind of uh, more like a, a Joshua mindset. Um, the scripture where Joshua says, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. So um, why am I doing all that? I'm setting the stage to say that um, after watching a really, really nice uh, Kobe Bryant tribute video from the Los Angeles Lakers that was narrated by, of course, Denzel Washington. Um, it was about Kobe's uh, 81 uh, against Toronto, happened to be in the Staples Center. Um, and man, just, of course, classic movie making. And you would expect nothing less from the Lakers. You would expect nothing less from a franchise in Los Angeles. But I'm reminded that... Um, you know, just Kobe's mindset um, was was in its own class. Um, you see the level of focus. Um, you can see that he doesn't need or really want anyone to tell him good job. Uh, it's not that that's going to distract him. Um, you know, if if you got um, you know whoever was on that team at the time, I guess you would have would have had like a Smush Parker. I didn't. I hardly remember. Um, so I, I really should know the roster better, but it was a January game in 2006, 05-06 season. Um, you know, not not a great team. Uh, you know, that was around that stretch where he was, you know, probably not too long before that. Might have been that season, but I think in my mind, could have been that season, I guess, where he was scoring like those eight, those eight straight 40-point games, which at the time, you know, in a harder defense was much harder than it is today. Um, you know, obviously nineties basketball was more difficult. Kobe got his little taste of that at the end of the nineties. Um, and, uh, obviously the eighties was harder than the nineties. Uh, you know, so I, I guess looking back and I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, pre pre eighties, uh, if I'm, if I'm doing a little tangent, clearly, NBA history shows that, and at least in the NBA, the eighties was the toughest time frame. Um, well documented that, you know, young Michael Jordan got pushed around pretty well uh, before the last dance. This was well documented. Um, I just, I think it's funny sometimes how, you know, people kind of bandwagon it up. Uh, but yes, the, the last dance was extremely informative and quite a watch. I think one of those, you know, viewings that uh, I think anybody can appreciate even outside of sports, but like I said, just watching Kobe, that uh, tribute video, I know the Lakers were um, retiring his 
jersey. I believe I believe that's what it was recently. I sh- I should know that. Um, I'm not as uh, you know updated on like NBA.com NBA headlines that uh, as updated as I used to be um, because that's just not my season right now. Um, yes, I'm I'm pursuing basketball agency, studying for the international basketball agent exam, um, getting through school, uh, working then on my NBA, NBPA players association, uh, agent, uh, credentials, but, um, you know, it's not really as fruitful for me to just kind of check the headlines as it, as it used to be. I used to kind of do that stuff as just a way to stay engaged in current, you know, with the basketball world, um, outside of really, the early part of my faith, um, you know, where I was really literally handle, handing sports over to God, um, you know, and, and even for a time, I mean, pretty much never even seeing the court, not playing fantasy sports, not playing video games for sure. Um, really, I can't really remember watching for a while. Um, and And I have mentioned this before on the podcast, there was a time where it was a Pistol Pete uh, Maravich um, testimony on a Billy Graham crusade in 1987. It was like a nine minute clip. Um, and that just kind of set me off on this um, journey to just hand God, you know, my past, you know, and as, as the Bible talks about um, setting aside uh, childish things, you know, putting them behind you. Um, you know, Paul, the apostle wrote that and um so, yeah, I mean, all that being said, am I am I an, a 5% kind of person? Well, absolutely. And I own that as, you know, basically as much as I own my faith. Uh, I don't rely on other people's faith per se to, um, to kind of move me forward. Um, but I have drawn from, I think, exceptional people. And I think watching Kobe... Um, that's one of the things that you can pick up, uh, is that again, the focus, um, I happened to be watching the video. I saw it released. So I had it like pulled up, uh, yesterday. I can't remember when the Lakers released it, like somewhere within, you know, the last few days, they've been kind of doing a bunch of cool videos. And this was actually the first of what I've watched uh, of theirs. Uh, and, and again, I mean, you know, I'm definitely a Denzel guy. I mean, I've, I've watched not all of his stuff, you know, I, I would say probably seven to eight of his movies over the years. Um, uh, you know, I'm quite a, quite an appreciator of uh, Denzel. And uh, I know he's had a pretty unique faith journey with Jesus himself. Um, if, if anyone doesn't know, he was actually uh, prophesied to by somebody in his upbringing that he was going to touch millions of people, quote unquote, touch. He was going to bless in, in, in some essence millions of people with his, with his gift. Uh, and I do believe they, they called it what it is, which is acting, which, uh, was new information to him at that time. Um, and, uh, the rest is very much history, but, um, I think again, with the Kobe takeaway and this being a sports centric podcast, um, again, the level of focus I see with, uh, Kobe Bryant is, I think to be um, remembered, uh, yeah, sure about Kobe, but I'll go ahead and 
share something with the audience that that I think about. Um, early in my faith, I had a lot of people telling me, you know, I remind them of David, you know, that I had the heart of David, uh, you know, David of David and Goliath. Uh, you know, obviously not not all of the audience is a Christian uh, or, uh, you know, that kind of um, maybe, uh, I don't know, just depends on your age, depends on your background. But yes, that's the David I'm talking about, the David of the, of the Bible. And, um, and if you, for some reason, don't know the importance of David, um, and of course, he's much greater than just David and Goliath. Um, his story is a lot more uh, explosive than that. But Jesus was, of course, called the son of David. Uh, and so uh, David is an important figure. Um, there's probably a, a number of notes to share on him. But the reason why I bring him up is because, like I said, I had these people telling me, you know, you're, you're my you remind me of David and I'm not going to get into all that, but what I'll say is I probably had that spoken to me for, you know, about five times total over the first couple of years of my faith. And finally um, I got a little bit upset, not in a bad way. Uh, it, it was what, what I would describe and what I've heard said as a righteous indignation. Uh, I guess look that up if for some reason you don't understand that. But my thought is, why doesn't everyone just be that way? Like, sure, do I want to be that way? Yeah. Right. Do I want to bless God's heart and bless other people with any abilities that I may have? Yes. I guess, um, I guess for me, this concept of the 95 and 5 you can liken it to the scripture that says, he who has ears, let them hear. And for the ladies out there, uh, and I'll just throw it out there, the transgenders, um, I would lobby, you know, you want to consider the way God made you. But um, if you have ears, then hear. Um, if that verse bothers you for some reason, um, then I would... I would consider that, you know, you, you might be dealing with, you know, what I would describe as a Cain and Abel complex, you know, one blessed God, one did it. One was salty. One wasn't, um, for me, I just know what God wants for me, which is this, not so much a focus on the 5% because you look at like a Kobe and I'm talking about the basketball court, obviously off the court, you know, it became documented of his, uh, his dadding, you know, his dad ability, uh, his husbandry, if you will, you know, uh, his, um, his fidelity to his wife after some, uh, highly alleged infidelity, which nobody talks about. Uh, I think it's important because of the aftermath, the improving that he showed, um, you know, and, and, and I'll just mention that, um, you know, and I, I bring up Kobe from time to time. You know, this is a basketball sports centric podcast, like I said. And it's worth saying about Kobe that in uh, when Stephen A. Smith had his first show his first personal show back in the day that most people don't seem to remember very well. 
it called quite frankly um which is of course a classic Stephen a euphemism um he asked kobe how he got through that time where he was on you know on display for this very classic high and athlete celebrity mishap to put it very nicely um there were the some of the discoverings and the evidence did not really show too much in kobe's favor um from what i recall and i haven't done digging since then because i i don't i don't know that i care too much um you know obviously there's a little bit of the the, the wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing I think it's evident that um, he was clearly a, a bit in the wrong place. And um, I think, you know, I, I just, I'm not surprised if he was making some not great decisions. Um, and yeah, like, would anybody in that situation make those decisions? Certainly wouldn't say anybody. That's probably not the best word. But yeah, would a lot of us um, succumb to certain temptations? Yeah. Um, so that if anybody can tell what I'm doing here, I'm setting the stage. I'm, I'm not actually talking about what he shouldn't have done. I'm simply talking about the improvement that he showed and the focus, um, you know, after the fact. And to be honest, I can't totally remember if his 81 was after or before. I really don't remember. Um, but um, <laughs> I guess to not do some other sub or side tangent, I would just encourage people that like the, the subtext of this podcast says this, uh, this specific episode description, you know, text says, which is that there's an eternal mindset. I think that people are missing when it comes to being in rare air being in rare territory and it's the eternal mindset. Uh, Jesus said, said, fix your eyes on what is unseen for what is seen is temporary. And what is unseen is eternal. Um, there's only so many players specifically basketball players specifically that I can point out who demonstrate like Uber richly an eternal mindset, Jeremy Lin, David Robinson. Uh, are there others? Absolutely. Absolutely. Kobe's one of them, you know, uh, he's, he's one of them that, um, that point this out and on, on the quite frankly show almost lost my train of thought there. Steven asked him, how did you get through this? And he said, when, and I'm paraphrasing when you're cross is too great to bear and you ask God to bear it for you. And that essentially was his answer. So now I'm a very studied guy when it comes to sports. I'm very studied when it comes to American sports, uh, at least in my time on earth, I'm very studied when it comes to American football. And I'm even more studied when it comes to basketball. Uh, in the NBA. And again, it's at least since I was around, 
um, I've gone back here and there and, you know, learned, learned a little bit about, you know, Bob Pettit and the big O and the logo, Jerry West. And um, yeah, you know, got the mic and drill, things like that. Um, got the koozie Celtics and, and, you know, all that, but that was Kobe's as far as what we have in documentation far and away for me, far and away the most salvation based thing. He said, is that a bad thing? No, no, it's a beautiful thing. Most people uh, publicly have not got out a quote that strong before. Um, and I'm sitting here paraphrasing it, but it's still got, you know, a little bit of meat on the bone basically uh, for people to enjoy and catch a little bone marrow, you know, sorry if, you know, people are listening or like vegetarian or something like that. Um, but the analogy is the analogy, you know, um, what I'm trying to say is Kobe, Kobe has such a special story. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go into it too much, but, um, you know, my, my oldest son happened to be, it was my two sons were sitting with me watching the, the Kobe Bryant, uh, short documentary. We'll call it a short, the seven minute uh, clip about him dropping 81 on the Raptors. And by the way, as some, maybe most of you, but some of you may remember, you know, the, the Lakers were down uh, for the, the, the majority of the game. Uh, and then just by the fourth quarter, you know, basically two back-to-back 27-plus-point quarters. Uh, it was 27 and 28 as far as I'm aware. Um, or I should say as far as I recall. I mean, I just watched the video. But, uh, you know, so he, to a degree, you know, he had to do that. And I actually found him to be a very unselfish player. Now, obviously, he had his moments. It, really, I should say years where he was a little bit um, – less um giving you know than other times um and in fairness to kobe it helps when you have a pal gasol and people like that that you want to dish to uh that can finish uh even lamar odin and such i'm not trying to list just people kind of in the somewhat latter stages but um so my son asked me if because i told him that you know kobe and um his his uh his daughter, um, one of his daughters, um, you know, and, and um, several others in this plane were in this plane crash. Um, and it was just one of those moments, you know, that I would describe it as a holy moment. And I'm not trying to be special here when I say this, I'm just throwing it out there. And he asked me, you know, is Kobe in heaven? Is he in heaven? And to be totally honest with you, what I told him was, I don't know. And it had me crying. Now, am I special to be crying? That's not what I'm talking about. Um, I've thought both ways about Kobe before. And what is my opinion? Maybe nothing. Maybe it's nothing. Um, I am just a guy with a podcast, at least as far as this context right here. Um, what is this context? Uh, what is this podcast worth in eternity? 
<laughs> only as much as I attribute it to God's faithfulness and my faithfulness to him. Um, what am I, what am I submitting to the listeners? I'm submitting that I made this podcast to introduce myself to the sports community. I believe that there's a lot of value in it. Uh, at least in that it's unique, that it's documenting someone's documenting someone's journey in approaching this kind of sports monster. I usually use the word sports mountain. Um, I, I often drop the word, the words and entertainment after sports. Um, but I want to encourage young athletes, um, young professionals, you know, young aspiring content creators, creators, creatives, um, consider a heavenly mindset. Consider thinking about the scripture that says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Uh, consider why you're doing this. Um, I don't bear the same faith as Akeem Olajuwon, but I respect that man a lot for demonstrating an unwavering faith. You could tell clearly that he wasn't playing for himself. I very seriously respect that. I mean, it's like a soldier. Um, uh, you know, I shouldn't say just a soldier. It's like a military person. Um, I work with a Marine at my, at, I shouldn't say my restaurant, at the restaurant I work at. He's absolutely exceptional. He has an absolutely exceptional and unwavering mindset and comes in with a great attitude. And he's the head chef at another restaurant and then comes and essentially is, has, has been kind of the de facto head chef at this other rest, the, the one I work at um, for, I don't know, a while, several months. Um, while the previous head chef has kind of been returning to form, uh, he kind of left and then he's back. Um, so in some ways, you know, I'm watching this Marines guy, you know, head chef, two restaurants working all the time with a great attitude. Um, I actually told him the other day that, um, when he, when he figures out the faith for himself, because we've had a long talk, you know, I share I share Christ, you know, with my coworkers um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, how do you say, I'm not trying to um, force, force feed the gospel to anybody to listen. You can always turn me off. You can always switch podcasts. I completely respect that. That's completely fine. But I told my friend, um, Angel, this chef I'm talking about, yes, his name's Angel. Awesome. That if you, when you figure it out, you know, the faith for yourself. And for me, you know, far and away, I believe it's Jesus. Um, as the word says, he came, pre came and preached peace to those who were far and to those who were near. So that just tells me God's about everybody. God's all about everybody. God wants to give everyone a chance. Um, I basically told him, you're already explosive in a good way. I mean, and when you figure out the faith for yourself, we don't know the bounds of 
basically what God's going to do with your life. Um, and so that's what I'm throwing at people. If you're one of those rare people, be more rare. Just be more rare. If you're not, well, then I think you need to get out of the way and you need to let God do what he does. So I'll leave you with that. I appreciate everyone hanging out today. God bless.